Thanks for downloading this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get the new messages every week. We appreciate your support. Enjoy the message. This is the fourth and the last in this series for now. Can you handle persecution? Mark chapter 10, verses 29 and 30. Jesus was asking a young man who was very wealthy to bring what he had so that they could be given to the poor, just like we did yesterday, given to the needy. And he said that this man went, left very sad. Because he came to Jesus, he said, I've obeyed the Ten Commandments. Jesus said, fine. But one thing that you need to do, how many of you know that you can obey the Ten Commandments and still hold tight to what you think is your wealth? But this one area that you still have to work on, go and sell what you have. I don't believe that he asked him to go and sell everything. He just said, go and sell what you have. Give to the poor and come. And the Bible tells us that he went home very sad. There's nothing wrong with being rich. There's nothing wrong with having things. But there's everything wrong in you letting things have you. And then Jesus said to the disciples, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. In Jerusalem, there were two entrances. One was the large gates that you could go through during the day, but in the night for security reasons. They had what they called the eye of the needle. It was a very small entrance. So when you came in the night, that entrance was just enough for the camel to go through. So the camel could not have anything hanging. So when you came, you had to remove all the loads. And your camel will go through the eye of the needle. Because when you remove the load, then the security people will open the bag and check to make sure that you don't have any weapon to bring to the city. So after they have examined your bag, then they will put it back on your camel and you can go. So Jesus was telling the disciples, and the disciples understood what Jesus was talking about. When he, because when he was talking about the eye of the nail, he wasn't talking about the nail that you used to sew. He was talking about this little entrance here. He said, you know, it's easy for the common to go through the eye of the needle. But for the rich man, because the rich man want to hold on to his bag, he's not going to be able to go through. That's what he was talking about. He wasn't talking about the rich man being able to enter. He said, m- m- many of the rich people, they will unload. But notice that when you unload and they examine and they find out that you don't have any weapon, they'll give all your back back to you. Think about how many people have missed the blessing of entering into the kingdom. I'm not talking about going to heaven. I'm talking about entering into whatever God has got in store for you. Because you are unwilling to unload. So Peter said, if it is that difficult, what about us? We've left things and we followed you. That's when Jesus said, truly I tell you, Jesus said, there is no one who has left houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, father, or children, or fields for my sake. And for the sake of the gospel, who will not receive a hundred times, which would you rather have? What you are holding or tightly to now, or a hundred times what you have? Now listen to these people who say, well, that's good, but I get to heaven. But Jesus made sure that he made it so very clear. Who will not receive a hundred times more? Now at this time. Someone said, now at this time. See, we usually read that portion of the scripture and skip the last part of it. But the last part of it said, was persecution and eternal life in the age to come. In other words, Jesus says, you can have it all as long as you are willing to release. Wow. This is what he said, with blessing come persecution. Matthew 5, 11, Jesus says, 
blessed, empowered to prosper are you when you are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me, because you are serving me, because you are applying my word, because you are working the principle. Let me tell you this. When you work the principle, you are going to be empowered to prosper. But you are going to also experience persecution. See, God could have said, I'm going to give you blessings, the houses, the money, the resources, the promotion. And he could have left it there. But he said, he said, I'm going to bless you. But with that blessing is going to come opposition. But it's going to come jealousy. People are going to criticize you. People are going to be against you. The question is not so much, can you handle the blessing? Because hopefully you can. But the question is, can you handle the persecution that often follows the blessing? Can you handle people misunderstanding you? He's always talking about money. Preach me the word. You broke said you need the word, and you need the word of prosperity. Can you handle being misunderstood? What about people talking about you don't even know you? People who are leaving you out because they don't understand you. My friend, everyone is not going to celebrate your success. May I say that again? I'm talking to those people watching. I'm talking to those people in the house. Everyone is not going to celebrate your success. All your friends won't be happy when you get that promotion. Not all of your co-workers are going to celebrate your promotion. But you know what I have noticed, Elijah? Sometimes we are trying to change people's minds that are never going to be for us. I've got some advice to you. The advice is that you keep honoring God with your life. Keep being your best regardless of who is for you or who is against you. And I promise you that when you do that, God is going to cause the people that you need to come into your life. You don't just want to recruit people. You want God to bring people into your life. He'll take care of your critics in his time. Some of the in his time. And in his way, just like he closed the mouth of the lions that wanted to eat, that were supposed to eat Daniel up, God will close the mouth of those trying to discredit and harm you. You have to learn how to fight this battle. The way to fight is to just let God fight it for you. When people talk about you, you can't fight them. That's not your battle. The battle is the Lord's. But if you don't let him fight for you, guess what? You're going to become defensive. You're going to try to prove to people that you are okay. It's okay for people to feel that you are not okay as long as you are okay with yourself. You're going to try to prove to them that you are not what they say you are. You are too preoccupied with trying to protect yourself. How about you just let God protect you? You're letting people change who you are and control you and what you do. You're only supposed to be a slave of Christ, not a slave of other people. I want to remind you watching those in the house again that you don't need your haters to be for you. May I say that again? You don't need your haters to be for you because having them on your side it's not going to move you forward. As a matter of fact, having them in your team is going to slow your move. Just release them and let them go. The best response that you can give to haters and people who misunderstand you is to just let your life, let your example do the talking. Remember, uh, at and let your finger do the talking. Let your life so shine before men that you will, that people will see God in you and glorify God in you. Because as you do that, God will eventually vindicate you. Tell somebody else, don't let people change you, because God is the only person, God is giving you his word to change you. So don't let people, tell somebody else, don't let people change you. Don't let people change you. 
Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, Do not be shaped by this world. It's talking about world's opinion, world's pressure. How many of you know that the world will put, try to put pressure on you? Sometimes they would use your friends. Sometimes they would use your enemies. Some, or those you think are your friends. Sometimes they will use even kinfolks. Don't be shaped by this world. Instead, be changed within. Some of the change within. Because when the, when the within is in place, in the right place, you can handle the without. We are going around trying to change the without. It's not going to make any difference. Because what you need is to let the word of God change you on the inside and God will take care of the outside. Do not be shaped by this world's opinion. Instead, be changed within by the new way of thinking. Then you will be able to decide. In other words, until you are changed on the inside, you will not be able to make the right decision. Then you will be able to decide what God wants. How many of you know that what God wants for you is more important than even what you want for yourself unless it is what God wants for you? You will not be able to know what God wants. If you are so preoccupied trying to protect yourself, you are going to be doing what people want. And at the end, you will do nothing that God wants you to do. Then you will be able to decide what God wants. You will know, some of the you will know, what is good and pleasing to him and what is perfect. Because what God wants is good. Some of the what God wants is good. What God wants is pleasing to him. And what God wants is a perfect choice. I keep thinking about when we started in the ministry, I was young. I told you that especially when I came into pastorate, I, I did not know. I, I really did not want to pastor because God just pushed me into it. I was young. I'm wondering how it was all going to turn out. I still remember, you remember that man? We were outside in the, in the uh, downtown office. We were doing yard sales. Thank God that he has delivered us from yard sales. Somebody say, thank God that he has delivered pastor from yard sales. Because, I, I, you know, we used to drive all the way to Covington to try to collect used clothes that people never wanted. And we would come and pile. And, uh, and uh, I remember that uh, one day after we had gone, I mean, this is true, Brother Stevens, we used to drive to Covington. We drove to everywhere that there were old clothes, old furniture, old whatever. And to have black people come, we would cook chilling. Did I just, no, I just threw that in there. And I remember when we used to cook the chitlin. Believe me, it used to take us two, three weeks to be able to get the smell of chitlin out of the office. And I still remember, after we had worked for months and months and months, we were able to come home with $300. I mean, the people were zapped out, almost that you could not see anybody in the church because they were so tired. And one day while we were there, this man came. I thought he came to buy something. He just came to us, showed up from nowhere. He said, he had heard about us and our ministry and came to meet me. I reached out to welcome him. Then he told me that he was a minister in another city. So he's going to drive all the way from another city and come to tell me that he wanted to tell me that all that I had been preaching to people was error. Drove from another city to come. See, I was tempted to be discouraged, to be offended. And I thought, I thought to myself, is it error to tell people about the goodness of God? To talk to them about his amazing grace? Is it error to give people hope? To let people know that they can break from habits that control their lives, addictions? Is it error to tell people that they can overcome illness, let go of the past? I kept asking myself, is it error to teach that people can reach their dreams? Is that what we teach in this ministry? I heard the angels say, amen. 
Because that's what I teach. That's what my wife teaches. And I said, is it error to tell people that they, they are made in the image of God? Is it error to tell people that they can be forgiven, they can be healed? Is it error to teach people that they are God's masterpiece? How many of you remember that, that uh, series on the yeah, God's masterpiece? Crowned with favor. How many of you remember the series on favor? Royal blood. How many of you remember? Many times I'm telling you that the, the blood of Jesus flows in you. Royal blood flowing in your veins. See? of greatness in you. So at that point, Brother Larry, I had to make a decision. Was I going to be myself, what God has called me to be? I believe that one of the things that God has called me to do is to bring hope to people, encourage people to know that regardless of where you are now, God can change things for you. I had to make a decision to be myself. Was I going to be myself or was I going to let someone I've just met change who I am? Someone that didn't even know me. This man had, ne had never met me. He drove from another city. Someone that wasn't for me. Am I going to let someone like that intimidate me, cause me to be defensive, try to prove that I am harmless? Or was I going to ignore him and run the race? What are you going to do when people attack you who don't know you, accuse you who don't know you? Would you let God fight that battle? At the end, I decided that I was going to be who God called me to be. Find out who God wants you to be and be the best of it. Don't let people change who you are, who don't even know you. People who are not going to be for you, no matter what you do. Let me tell you, people watching, those people in their house, it's not about you. Don't make it all about you. It's not about you. It's about the hundredfold blessing on you that people are attacking. It's about you having a hundredfold harvest in a famine like Isaac, I don't know why he always steps ahead of me. Did you see my notes, Roland? It's about you setting a new standard for your family. How many of you would like to set a new standard for your family in every area of your life? It's about you breaking the addiction, graduating from college, becoming the first CPA in your family or the first preacher in your family. Don't you know that God can get you out of the gutter and make a preacher out of you? Yeah. You don't have to respond to the naysayers or the unfair critics or the small-minded people, stay on course. Don't somebody say stay on course and remain faithful to your call. Let me tell you this, you are too powerful for them. Touch yourself and say, I'm too powerful for them. Genesis chapter 26 verse 16, remember when we did the offering, he said, he said the Philistines hated Isaac, why? Because he took a step of faith and decided to sow in the famine. Everybody could have done the same and they could have been blessed. But nobody wanted to do it. Then the king of the, the, the mayor of the city said to Isaac, move away from us. You are too much for us. I'm not making it up. That's Bible. I'm reading to you. Move away from us. You have become too powerful for us. Let me tell you this, my friend. You don't have time to deal with every negative comment, every person that doesn't like you, every person that doesn't understand you. Be an Isaac. Don't you somebody say, be an Isaac. Touch yourself and say, I'm going to be an Isaac. I'm going to take the hundredfold. Be an Isaac. Take the hundredfold anytime and move on with your life. Why do you want to sit there and argue with somebody who's not going to change? King Abimelech said, you're too powerful for us. You will always find people like that at your job place, in your family, even in church. 
that like Isaac, I want you to realize that you're too powerful for some of your friends. You're too anointed, you're too powerful for even some of your co-workers and some of your family members. Don't you wish that the family members would celebrate you every time that you are promoted? Not all of them will. I don't know, but you probably don't realize this, my friend, but you are too favored for your critics. You are too blessed for those naysayers. You know why they are attacking you? Because where God is taking you, they can't go there with their critical attitude. The sooner you move on, the sooner you quit responding, the sooner you quit giving the negative, your time and your attention and your energy, the better off you're going to be. Let me ask you this. What are you going to do? Are you going to stay there and argue and try to convince somebody who will never be convinced. Whether you believe it or not, my friend, you have the grace to rise above the name calling. Say, I can rise above the name calling. You have the grace to ignore people who don't want to be changed. You have the grace to not let it bother you when people talk about you. Because where God is taking you is going to require great discipline. Some of the great discipline. It's going to require focus. It's going to require obedience. There will be plenty of opportunities to pick up the spear and throw it back at your critics. Remember when David was blessed and instead of Saul celebrating, wanted through his spear to try to kill him. Wow. There will always be temptation for you to pick up the spear and try to throw back. Just as long as they don't do it, stay on the high road. Like Isaac, when they see, like it was with Isaac, when they see God show out in your life. Amen. When they see God favor you in the famine, prosper you in bad economy. Let me tell you this, some people won't understand. They think that you are stealing from the bucket. They, they say that they, you, you're doing something on the side. They try to discredit you. They will find faults. Talk to someone and say, don't take, take the bait. Keep your hearts pure. Be good to those that aren't good to you. Overlook what they said about you, your ministry, your business, your family. You know, when I was younger, it used to bother me what people say. But now I'm comfortable with prosecution. You did, not, you did not hear me, did you? It used to bother me because I wanted to, you know, my, to put with my temperament, if you're not careful, you want to please everybody. And then go home very guilty because you please everybody else but yourself and God. So unlike in the past, I don't fall apart when people come against me. I'm not bothered by their jealousy, their criticism, their small-mindedness. Not like I used to. I've lived long enough. After 75 years, actually almost 76 years, I live enough to know that God has the final say. How many of you know that God has the final say? He will take care of those that try to stop you. I promise you that no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment will be found to be at fault. How many of you know that God can take care of your critics? He can take care of those naysayers. naysayers and those haters and those small-minded people. Let me ask you again. Can you handle the blessing? Can you withstand the persecution? Can you keep keep good attitude with all of the negative chatter? Not being bitter over jealousy, over people criticizing you, over people being mean to you. 
Has anybody here ever experienced somebody being mean to you and you did nothing? Can you help? Can you handle critics not becoming bitter over the jealous people, over the jealousy, the criticism, and the meanness? You know, I know what the answer is. Yes, you can. Touch yourself and say, yes, I can. That's because I am looking at, I'm speaking to powerful people. I'm speaking to blessed people, prosperous people, redeemed people. I'm speaking to people who are talented, creative, confident, secure, disciplined. I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking I'm talking to people who are focused, prepared. I'm talking to motivated, qualified people. I'm talking about people who have been empowered by talk to someone and say, yes, I can. Yes, you can. That's because I am looking at people who are qualified, people who are prepared. I'm, I'm talking to, I'm, 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 I'm looking right now at people who are favored. Think about this. You've been through fire, you've been through floods, you've come out unscathed, you've been graced for every situation. Now I want to encourage you to tap into that grace of God. Stay on the high road and get ready. Think to somebody, get ready. Get ready because I believe with my whole heart and I prophesy in the name of Jesus that you can and will handle persecution. God is about to release a new level of blessing on you. I'm talking about there. God is about to do something unprecedented, something unusual. Yeah, I know that you have been blessed, but it's nothing compared to what God is about to do. Yes, God is about to release a new level of resources, wow. a new level of influence, a new level of anointing, a new level of creativity, something that you've never seen before. God is releasing favor that will catapult you to levels and levels that you've never seen in your life. God is anointing you. And there is an anointing that is coming upon you that is going to shift you to a newer level of peace, prosperity, soundness, hope. Oh, Jesus. There is an anointing in this house. There is an anointing where you are sitting or standing watching me that's about to catapult you to another level of answered prayers, healing, restoration, soundness, wholeness, peace. To God alone belongs the glory forever and ever. Amen. Did anybody get anything out of this? Shout hallelujah. Say glory. Oh, Jesus. I can see healing, deliverance, miracles. And if you are watching and you've never asked Jesus to come into your life, right where you are, say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need you. I know you died for me. Come into my life. I surrender to you. If you pray that prayer from your heart, I want you to know that all of your sins of the past, present, and future, they have been, they have been forgiven. Oh, Jesus. And God has buried them in the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered against you anymore. Now, if you live around this area, come and visit with us. If you live in another city, find a, a church that teaches the word, you will find one. Thank you for listening to Changing Mindset Podcast by Pastor George Uta. Help us to share this message. We hope you will subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you inspired during the week. We are praying for you. We know God best for you is still ahead. Call 706-485-0166 for more information and be blessed.